I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, Shanti here from Muses. We are the podcast that brings you the stories of the incredible women in rock and roll history. Those women who were the wives, the groupies, the support system, the photographers. We take them from the side of the stage and backstage to front and center. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is a special bonus episode. When I was in Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Dollcon, I recorded an episode with MJ and Brie from the Keeping It Casual podcast. I really recommend that you go and check them out. They're everywhere where you find your podcasts. That's Keeping It Casual. And that's what we did. We had a really nice and relaxed, casual conversation about music, about traveling, about boys, about the dolls, about being a part of Miss Pamela's doll group and how fantastic that is. It's really what you would find more in Links and I's Patreon episodes, something that's a little bit more about us and our experiences as groupies, as muses, and that kind of thing. So I hope you enjoy this bonus episode. I want to take this moment to thank our newest patrons. So thank you so much to Pauline and Rachel. We appreciate you so much. We love doing these bonus episodes and we love that you're listening to them for those who are possibly interested or thinking what am i going to get for five dollars a month you're going to get links and i releasing an episode on the alternate weeks of what comes out on the pantheon network this week is actually really special because the bonus is going to be a video you'll have access to both audio and visual content so links and i are going to talk about some really memorable times and then we have little things to show you that go along with those so you'll be able to see us you'll be able to listen to us and it's something a little bit different for those of you who uh really are digging what we're doing 
So I want to thank you so much for that. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Better late than never. You know, we've been busy over here at News's headquarters. And uh, we love you so much. Happy summer. Goodbye. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. You don't. I speak French. Um, oh, she's un, deux, trois, trois, quatre, cinq, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So Wait, Canadian yeah. of you. The like vintage style. That was my grandmother. Yeah, I love that. <gasps> I love the grandma. Oh, like that's it. what thank that's you. what I want. Aww, yeah. Thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. hint, hint to Ooh. my my TJ. My <laughs> no, I have my great aunt, oh, and I've taken right. it out of my box and shown mm-hmm. it to him and been like. I'm a size four. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. <laughs> I, I lost mine and um, I pulled this out just about a month ago. I was just like, I was like, you know, I'm going to throw it on. It's a little. Yeah. Well, I have my grandmother's school, but... and my great aunt's. Oh. And they're the same style because they got married in the same year mm-hmm. or something like that or around there. So it's the same style, but one of the diamonds is smaller. One of them is bigger. And then I was going to say, the bigger diamond. Like, and then that one, and that one is, is yeah. the step up from the other two. Yeah, this was like a little one. I think it's got a nice little cushion that's distracting, but mm-hmm. thank you for noticing all. Mm-hmm. I saw that you were wearing a ring, and then I was like, I wonder if that's the one that she was telling me about, but I was like, but then it's not rose gold. Then I was like, I'm not even going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's letting my boyfriend be really lazy if I just pull out my own no, you know, ring because it and means say, hey, I love this. So much to just you. Just get it sized and you're yeah. ready. Yeah, it, it means a lot to you, not only that, but like at the same time, I mean, not that I'm an expert on love by any means. I mean, I would love to wear my like my grandma's still alive but if i am given her wedding set that's what i would want i think it's a lot of money it's a lot of pressure on guys it's like oh it's got to be three months of your salary like my man went it a little above and beyond because when i lost it i found out how much it was worth i was like what you spent what could have been on vacation we could have done a lot of things that i was like i'd rather not put more money into the honeymoon or something that's how we feel about the wedding yeah Yeah. like let's let's go to japan mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. then we'll come back and we'll we'll be married and then we can have a little party but um exactly awesome. yeah. that's i think more our style anyways yeah i've been to a lot of beautiful weddings and that's great but i don't really feel like i need the dress and the no, I, you know, I, I don't want ten thousand dollars on plates and silverware exactly. and stuff it's like no yeah. we did a backyard party and barbecue and got married at the elvis chapel yeah that's awesome oh. <laughs> and then like I mean, party at my friend's house to get our friend our friend chapel. joey she <laughs> she and her husband when they got married they said we're throwing an engagement party everybody come and then they were like surprise we're getting married <laughs> and oh I that's lo- awesome i yeah. loved that because i was like well what about gifts and stuff she was like we didn't need any of that we didn't want you guys to waste your money we just want to have a fun party with our friends and share our love I, it seemed to me like that's a go. better idea for a wedding i don't know it doesn't have to, if i get married i don't want it to be showy and whatever yeah i just don't i have yeah i have enough attention i feel and <laughs> yeah. it may, like and i'm, I'm happy with yeah. that and there's the, lots of times where i celebrate my friends and they can celebrate me and yeah. i just don't really need it but um can a canadian get married in vegas can yeah yeah, anybody yeah. can yeah absolutely you don't have to be american to get married no you no. can get you can States. have elvis do it you yeah. can have anybody yes. oh i don't know canadian and the i guess i guess a lot but everybody comes out here to get married yeah from all over the world that's a good question 
I don't know. I think so. I'll have to ask Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, we've never done like a collaborative one. So we want to honor and respect yeah. the way you want to do your show and start yeah. your show. And so whatever. What do you? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm on your off. turf. I'm yeah. in your city. All right. All right. Let's, let's, you brought the gear. Right. So. Keeping it casual style. All right. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Hello. That doesn't mean you're listening in the afternoon. Hi. Guess what? We have an amazing person sitting in the room with us right now today is a big collaboration today is a big collaboration we have another podcaster from canada we have listeners in canada we love canada we do Mm. so welcome miss shanti from muses the podcast yay yes thank you so much (laughs) but also this is for your listeners so so you can uh behind that i'm gonna say i'm sitting here with brie and mj and they're from the keeping it casual podcast yes we're live in Vegas. We're at the Plaza Hotel. It's as fancy as it we sounds. We are too. here for <laughs> Miss Pamela DeBar's doll con. Yeah, I am feeling fancy though. I mean, yes, you just came from the Bellagio. I, I just came from the Bellagio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a a fancy feeling to even like go on the strip. We're downtown now where where everybody can wear what they want and walk around with big giant uh, drinks. Yardstick drinks. I saw so many butts before (laughs) noon today. It was Mm -hmm. great. Oh, out on the strip? Yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw like two really beautiful butts and just these two ladies and they have the The what are they wearing? The feathers. Oh, and um, then I saw. Yeah. Mm Showgirls. And then I saw an old man in a string <laughs> thing was her face like, just like the dropped type of <laughs> yeah he must have been 80 okay well i mean viva las vegas there's yeah. a there's a dog for every beth out there i was in vegas for five minutes yesterday and i saw somebody get arrested awesome. oh i mean that's just your downtown <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even like i don't even notice when i see metro anymore i'm like oh hey what's up guys yeah it's the downtown scene is a little um it's a little creepy in parts it's like any downtown area yeah. Yeah. I guess um, I've never been to Canada, but <laughs> any downtown area in the states, yes. No, it's, like it's, it's it's like I can't think of anywhere in any of our cities where that. <laughs> mm. we, we've only imagined like how fabulous it is in Canada. Like yeah. everybody just seems to get along. It's a very stereotypical. But every time I've met people from Canada, they're just so like cool. Jeff and Shana, laid back. Jeff and Shana, <laughs> yeah. Fanya, our pole fitness, yeah. Uh, yeah, host for our live show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, anybody cool that's like, yeah, I'm from Canada. And they like, just love so cool. every you guys seem to just love everybody yeah. like you got so much love to give and i'm like back here like a cat like i'll <laughs> like you maybe <laughs> we'll see we'll see if you earn it <laughs> so okay let's let's kick this off how did you and uh how did you and links meet links and i met at and this is going back to miss p when you said okay let's talk about who miss p is <laughs> mm-hmm. we met at a writing workshop okay. at one of pamela debar's writing workshops that's where brie met you guys right well, well we're a part, part of, of we met online. We met online, but it's because it's a community. Yeah, oh. it's um, the, the doll community. We actually just met when I picked her up in yeah. person. Is, wow. So although yeah. we feel like we know each other because yes. one, we listen to each other's podcasts. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, you see each other's faces online yeah. and things like that. I met Lynx at a writing workshop, and Lynx was the person who brought Pamela to Toronto. So really, Pamela does writing workshops all over the United States and in some places in England, and. Lynx messaged Pamela and said, would you ever consider coming to Toronto? And Pamela said, if you get enough girls, mm-hmm. 
then I'll come. So at the first writing workshop in Toronto, there were 20 girls. I wasn't at that one. I wasn't at the second one. I wasn't even at the third one because I wasn't even living in Toronto at that time. Uh I was just discovering Miss P's books in early university thinking I was the only one who was a huge fan of her and what Mm -hmm. she did and what she's doing now. And I didn't even know that she was still active and doing workshops and still going to shows and writing articles. And so when I was in university... I found that she was doing an online workshop. It was her first and only Skype writing convention. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Toronto. I attended a first like in-person doll class. And then ever since there, I hold the writing workshops at my house. So it kind of started from just being a fan to one day hoping to be a part of the group. And now the writing workshops happen at my house in Toronto and links was the first person to bring the writing workshops to Toronto and then her and I met at one of the writing workshops and it was just you know it's amazing how you just to be yeah when you go into those writing workshops you just you bear your soul to these women and they just immediately become your soul sisters it's just such a positive group you laugh together you cry together you write some of the most intimate things that you don't even talk about to other people and then it comes out and these people that like especially your first class I'll never forget my first class I was like oh my God, I wrote about, I can't believe I wrote about that. I don't even tell people about that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, all these women now know this about me and, oh goodness, but it's like, no, it's a judgment-free zone. It's just, it's so beautiful. Well, I've never even heard of Pamela until Bree started (laughs) telling me about her. And then I heard her on your podcast, which is very cool. So for anybody else that is not aware of her, you guys, fill in who is Pamela. This is the a muse. It's basically the muse for uh, some podcasts I, for you guys. I, right? asked, I asked her permission <laughs> before I started the podcast. I asked if I had her blessing oh, because yeah. I did use her book. So she's an author. Uh-huh. Yes. She has five or six books now. And um, one of the books is Let's Spend the Night Together. And she has a whole bunch of different women tell their stories of mm-hmm. spending time with, inspiring, you know, having relationships with the famous musicians that we know and Rock love. Stars. But her most famous book is I'm with the band Confessions of a Groupie. Mm-hmm. Yep. She mm-hmm. is the world's most famous groupie. It's true. Ah. And groupie is not a bad thing, guys. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and she. So you're in town. You're in Vegas right now for the the writing workshop, yes. right? The first the international doll, doll con. convention. So yes. I've never been to a con. You know, when you yeah. think about cons, you're like Star Trek and yeah. I don't know. This is for all of her writers to get together, and just it's so insane because like she'd been talking about it forever, and we were thinking it was going to be in Austin, and then all of a sudden just got posted one day, and it was like for Pamela's first ever doll con in Vegas, and I was like, and I don't even have to travel for this. Yay! Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and yeah. So she's getting all her dolls from around. That's what she calls the, her writers, mm-hmm. her dolls. She's getting all her dolls from around the world. And we're going to get together and write. There's I so many it. great things we're going to be doing yeah. besides writing. Yeah. We're going to be going vintage shopping. And um, if we want to today, we can go see her spiritual guide named Light. Yes. Oh, yes. well, what a better name for a spiritual guide. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am Light. It's like, well, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And Pamela writes about Light in her second book. Take another little piece of my heart, which that a groupie book, grows up. A groupie grows up. That <laughs> no. book I have read after every breakup, even my most recent breakup. Like I read it just to be like, I know there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you look at it. What is so fabulous about Pamela too is she's still such good friends with her ex husband, Michael. With Michael, he's I awesome. loved that episode that you did about Pamela and Michael. Like that episode had me in tears. I was like, Is there a is it a Michael we know? 
Michael DeBar, he used to see, he sang for Power Station. Mm-hmm. He sang for he's been in so many bands. It was like Silver. Ooh, yeah. He was on something like that. Sorry if I got that. He wrong. was on was it Nip Tuck? He's been on a bunch yeah, of a bunch television of shows, shows. Okay. and yes. now he has a channel on Little Steven's Underground Garage. Yes. And yeah, so he has his own uh, serious XM radio show. show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great. Cool. He's really positive and he's got such a fantastic voice. He's from England and he never lost that accent. And <laughs> No, uh, he hasn't. Yeah, he's smart. He loves music. He's just, he's great. And they've remained friends and they've been that really nice example of maintaining a really positive relationship with somebody after you are no longer with them <laughs> romantically oh yes. that's a yeah that's a whole episode <laughs> that's a I, whole episode we, we will dive into one yeah, time that's I, have, for sure. I have exes that I'm still very good friends with but then I have some that don't deserve my friendship after mm-hmm. after the relationship ended yeah um, can I ask how your podcast came to be of course oh, um yeah. honestly MJ and I were gonna be we were trying to do different projects yeah Honestly, yes. we were trying to do different projects and they weren't panning out very well. Mm. And then she walked into work one day and she goes, can I steal you? Yeah. And I was like, steal me for what? <laughs> my, my idea was like kind of a one on one thing. So I would. But but the problem was the problem was, is I wanted to do a podcast where I'd interview people. So it was me. But it was also based on like having to have somebody else commit to doing a podcast with me weekly, different people. And I realized there's never the right timing. There's never the right. I mean, just having people that don't do podcasting, like if you're if you want to be a one on one podcaster and have guests, it's very hard to like have you have to tell guests. them how to hold the mic yeah no, closer closer yeah. to your mouth <laughs> or just like hey can you meet me this time or that it was just not going to work out so brie was very passionate about starting one i was excited for her and mm-hmm. i said hey do you want to do you want to come on mine and i want you to be my online dating expert we're going to talk about online dating so we did a whole episode maybe we, we release it one day like oh my a, god we should totally release like a patreon or yes. something. that would be funny so we, we did this episode and afterwards i said God, that was that was great. This was so you're so fun and easy to talk to. And I said we should we should fucking do a podcast. Like, why don't we do one together? Why don't oh, we you're just... not my guest. You're yeah, my co-host. Yeah, yeah, it was just like this is too this is too easy. Yeah, like, it, it just it worked out so well. And we, I just kind of like how you were talking about how you and Links like you do the a lot of the technical side, but she does a lot of the web stuff. That's just very how we are. We're mm-hmm. very yin and yang with the way we can work. Like. Mm-hmm. She makes the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say like, so if, if you don't mind doing this that much, then you'll do it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. so it's, it's a, it's a nice balance. So it's interesting. Lynx was a guest as well because I had started it alone. Okay. And it was just friends that would come on musicians or anything. And I would tell them the story about a groupie or a muse. Yeah. And then I really liked this because I kept, I wanted to do Marianne Faithful. And I didn't know anything about Marianne Faithful really, except that she just had a relationship with Mick Jagger mm-hmm. and then she was beautiful. <laughs> and so I got her book out of the library and I didn't read it and I needed to renew it. And then I didn't read it and I needed to renew it three times until I couldn't <laughs> renew it anymore. And I hadn't read it. So I sent a message to the Toronto dolls and I said, Hey, does anybody know much about Mary and faithful? And then they can tell me the story. And nobody had come on and told me a story yet. Ooh. And everybody said links. She's your girl. And the writing workshop in Toronto was next week perfect and then so she came so we met and then we scheduled the the chat and she was so good in 
everybody loved her that she would come on every second episode and then I was like you are the co-host I always wanted I didn't ever want it to be a solo podcast yeah I always wanted a co-host and so she was just the natural co-host so we've really we've really grown a lot but was your main idea the relationships and dating and sort of my my mine was I wanted to kind of um, sharing secrets yeah I wanted to open up communication with people I wanted to get their perspective on everything because you don't have to be a relationship expert to have an opinion on what the drama your girl's going through you know so <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to have people come on and talk about different thing and you know I think everybody's a superstar in their own light so mm-hmm. just like having a a of a friend of mine she's got seven kids and she's gorgeous and fabulous as a fun marriage she's cool and I'm like I want to know like what how she keeps it together or this person you know so I think no matter what you're doing you have a story and that's that was my idea so and we're kind of getting into that with our yeah. guests more too so yeah because well we, I mean we're but not, Breeze was a little different too mine was a little different I don't really want to divulge into that just because that might still happen yeah yeah <laughs> it just I had a co-host and it was just timing we couldn't get together and um it just wasn't working out and I was just like I don't even know what I'm doing and then <laughs> when we got together it was just it was just magic because it was like she was like hey find a good server for us to put our podcasts on yeah. and I was like okay you can find us a photographer and then it was just kind of like it I, I don't know it's so hard to find that one person that you could really put your trust into to start a business with exactly it is like it's starting a business with somebody it, and it is I'm I'm in a manifestation Facebook group mm-hmm. and um a girl posted I have a friend and she wanted to start a podcast. We've pre-recorded four episodes and now I realize my heart's not in it. Mm. Should I keep doing it? I can't commit to her. And I was like, this could be the best thing that's ever happened to her. Mm-hmm. If you just let her do it and you let her find somebody who is a hundred percent dedicated yeah. to it. Yeah. If you're not, don't do it. Yeah. You cannot go into a podcast half season to no. it and hope that it grows on you because it's so much work yeah. and mm-hmm. especially if you're independent you're not already Joe Rogan going into yeah. like a huge network and you can talk about anything and nothing and people will still listen mm-hmm. if you're yeah. independent you really need to build yourself you need to build your brand you need to grow your yeah. audience organically and if you are not fully committed to that then you can be like you could you'll stop after 12 episodes exactly. you'll get to about 12 and, and then that's it yeah I don't I don't even think people realize like how much money you have to put up at front first for these type of things too yeah absolutely but I like what you say that is good advice to people yeah. who are thinking of starting one like record a couple have a few in the bank that way when you're ready to launch you feel confident like okay I can keep this consistent because that's what it is you want to yeah. be consistent we came out we're like all right our goal was some people want to do it monthly bi-weekly uh, every three months whatever your goal is you know just make sure that you can keep up with that to keep it consistent people will expect that from you so we we came out of the gate like five of them deep deep yeah we were like we we want weekly episodes we want to look this we want we want everything to be so we did a lot because we were like, okay, we want to be ready and we want to make sure that we... I honestly oh, that's good. think yeah. the radio background comes into that. Oh, and you know what? Yeah. I don't have a radio background. Yeah. I don't have a media background. And for me, done was better than perfect, Yeah, right? If yes. you go back, and, and we might even be taking those down soon, like the first 10 episodes oh, really? where I, I talk... Like well, <laughs> see, that's the thing is it that... It could be gold, though. Yeah. But the thing is, is I talk about Patty Boyd without links. Mm-hmm. I talk oh. about Teresa Tana without links. Mm-hmm. And... 
I would love to revisit those. And those episodes, they don't even have an intro. Mm -hmm. They don't have a theme song. They don't have production value. But I'm still proud of them. And I'm still happy that they're there. And for me, if I would have waited for the theme song and this and that, I might have never done it. it. Right? And that's three years ago. And podcasting three years ago is not what it is today. Oh, no. I didn't really have that many people to talk to. I mm-hmm. It was a Google. It was a WikiHow. It was that kind yep. of thing. Yeah. And it, we've built it from there. So it's wild to think of that episode one to episode 110, nice. how much has changed. And it's still changing. And yes. it's still growing. It's inspiring. So. It is. I mean, I, you guys are almost three years into it. You've recorded at Sun Studios. I mean, it's, it's huge. Yeah. I, I found you guys... Honestly, I think Lynx was already your co-host by the time I found you, but I found you still fairly early on because I've been listening to you for a few years thank now. You. Yeah, same with you. When it, it when it came out, I was episode one. Aww, <laughs> Aww, thank, thank you. you. I, and, oh, so you, you've heard my entire relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's okay. You know, it's just been a it's been a it's been a fun journey. Yeah. But it has been. And you know what's funny is the way our podcast started is yeah, she had a party and that was our first episode and our first episode. Was was like right after one of my very first dates with my ex-boyfriend and it just kind of like you just see this whole arch of like our entire lives coming through and now you know we're not even a year into it and it's just it's kind of insane it's fun to watch it grow and it's also fun to like go back and listen to the episodes like here's where I was less than a year ago Mm. you know what I mean it's like your online diary but with Lynx and I we might say a little something about each other or what's mm-hmm. going on with us at the beginning but we usually just dive right into the, the person that we're talking yeah. about in the stories so the it's not so much about us in mm-hmm. that sense yeah. which is cool although we infuse here and there oh that reminded me of a time that this but we are um launching a patreon mid-may i don't know when this is coming out but it's going to be yeah and that's going to be the opportunity for us to really chat about Past relationships like Aww. I don't talk about a lot of musicians that Ooh, I've dated well let's right. start talking like, about and it Lynx <laughs> has some amazing stories that you wouldn't even believe like we'll hit stop on recording mm-hmm. and she'll be like by the way I met the person that we just talked about in the podcast and I'm like yeah you did but she doesn't she doesn't open up really Uh, and like talk about and and that's not me my story to share so I've never shared any one of Lynx's stories it's not mine it's hers and when she's ready I think she's gonna blow people away (laughs) with like the experiences that she had and the things that she's done but the cool thing is too I find about her is that she never used that as leverage which she could have we have a podcast about groupies and muses who have really fascinating relationships with musicians and she never used that as leverage even though we've had people sort of try to get that out of us and ask us mm-hmm. but with the patreon we're going to be opening up a little bit more about our personal lives asking each other questions that maybe we don't even know about each other even though oh. we've known each other for over three years yeah and that'll be an opportunity for listeners who really like us and who are invested in us at this point in our personalities to get to know us on that more intimate level i, I love it i love it. we need to take keeping it casual uh to canada we do so we can have a nice little uh <laughs> live and interactive relationship <laughs> with the muses yes yeah. You, your show, your show requires um, research and a lot of passion yeah. and stuff, and it's very niche. You were just talking to somebody, and they're like, "So it's called Muses," and and yeah. you know, you told them, "Yeah, it's like it's about know. the girls behind the songs." Yeah, and they yeah. were like, 
Wow, that's a really interesting concept. That yeah. sounds like a very creative podcast. Taking yes. the women who are backstage to yes. the to front the of the stage, yeah. to bringing, bringing the shining the light on them, to <laughs> give them the credit that they deserve for inspiring the yes. life, the fashion, the Everything. style choices, the musical influences of the rock star. Yes. So I love it. I, I think it's just a, a really cool idea, and I haven't heard anything like that before. So I was all about it. <laughs> so I'm... It's so exciting to connect with you and just, you know, Thank you. especially after learning more about Pamela through both yes. of you now. <laughs> do you um, go. do you have besides Pamela? We can't use her. That's too easy. Do you have a favorite muse? Oh, good question. I got really, really interested in all of Elvis's women. Mm. And then from there, I got really interested in Elvis. So for me, I was never, I was never a huge Elvis fan growing up. We have our, like our family, we were really like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And I can even go off yeah. on, on that. <laughs> but when we started learning about Priscilla and then Linda and then Ginger and then actually going to Graceland, I just feel like Elvis got infused into my life yeah. and I just loved that whole world um but in terms of having like a favorite muse besides pamela i just like i love the, I, I, you know what you love i love all. alice carboni tench oh. so she's married to ben montench of tom petty and the heartbreakers mm-hmm. and the stuff that she puts out on a consistent basis in terms of her writing and her blog are so important and so special and i love what she has to say mm-hmm. she's originally from it's Carbone, so I believe it's Italian. Mm-hmm. And she came, she went to, to Los Angeles. She had her own podcast. She was interviewing Jackson Brown. Like, she's so oh my gosh. fascinating in yes. her own right. And so um, m- people might not exactly know about her, but I think that she's super fascinating. Yes, I love that. I, but I, we interview somebody, and then I'm, and we're always like, that was the best one yet. She's the, like, it, it, we say that she's every my time. favorite. They're all amazing. <laughs> yeah. And oh. I, I love, I love Patty Boyd's story because she, George Harrison and Eric Clapton. Come on. (laughs) So we interviewed Jenny Boyd, who is Patty Boyd's sister. Yes. So Jenny was married to Mick Fleetwood, a Fleetwood Mm -hmm. Mac, for 30 years, has two children with him. She was in India with the Beatles. Like, yeah. Okay, Jenny. Jenny's one of my favorite muses. I can't even. Wow. I can't even choose because they're all so fantastic. You to interview Roxanne Shirazi. Roxanne Shirazi. Yes, recently. I loved her book. It was very, like, that was one that really, like, made me blush because Mm -hmm. most of the books I read, I'm like, oh. Oh, that's fun like Catherine James book like any of Pamela's wait book. slow down who is that though I'm over here learning oh, okay so you remember <laughs> I'm you, in school right now <laughs> you had texted me one day and you were like I saw a book called the last living slut and I was like oh yeah I read that a few years that's ago Roxana Shirazi okay yes. gotcha yes she's got another book coming out yes. in the fall that I'm really she was, looking forward she was born to okay. in, she's so smart she is she's a brilliant woman born in Iran during the revolution and then her family moved her to England mm-hmm and then um, as she grew up there, she found Guns N' Roses and Motley the rest. Crew. Motley Crue. and the rest is history. Okay. okay. Dated Diz- Dizzy. Mm-hmm. Was it was Dizzy? 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 I don't know. Dizzy from Guns N' Roses. Oh. Yes. Oh, we're, we're going to have to have some trivia here soon. <laughs> with, uh, I, I was very intimidated by all the classic rock culture and stuff because I love classic rock, but I've never delved into the side of the muses. So it's so intriguing. But I know some stuff more of like the new modern, like alternative stuff. Which is not modern anymore. No. People used to call the radio station and say, can I request some classic alternative? I'm like, what do you mean classic alternative? Some Smashing yeah. Pumpkins, please. <laughs> Lynx is really good for that. So Lynx is yes. really into, like, I'm classic rock and Lynx mm-hmm. is 
punk and okay. like mm-hmm. New York and she's um so she knows everything about everything that has to do with yeah w- with that wave of music so she has done awesome episodes on women and bands that I see like didn't really care that much about but when she tells me about them I'm like that was fascinating that yeah. was cool so even like Chris Cornell mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. who's the guy from who sings Sour Girl Oh, Scott Weiland. Yep. Yeah. So she did. Um, she the, did an episode she, on. You guys did the Mary Forsberg Weiland yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. Links oh, presented yeah. that, and it was great. That oh, book, that's Mary Forsberg Weiland's book, is one of my all-time favorite books. That book helped. Like when I read her book, it was kind of like I was reading certain things that I had gone through in my life, and that's the book that actually made me go, "I need to get into therapy." You can shop from anywhere, doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Really? Yes. That's, that's why, like, these stories are so important. Yes. Plus, people who are so into music history and rock and roll history mm-hmm. who think that they know everything that there is to you know. Don't. Well, there's another side and there's yes. another perspective. And and um, I think we're sort of over that generation or that time where we look upon women as like, well, they're gold diggers and they just want their 15 minutes or they just want. And it's like for whatever reason and for whatever, if they want to write a book, it's their experience. Yeah. Okay? Like, so stop with this. Well, they just want to be famous. And even if they do, who gives a shit? Because that's, you know, musicians want to be well known. And yeah. Like, what's with this judgmental attitude oh, yeah. about, well, they just want to do this to him. And like, where is this coming from? And who are the people that are saying this? You Jealousy. Know? So, it's yeah. Yeah, what it is is that okay so we're bringing another side and we're, we're sort of taking the story that you might already know too and adding to it yeah. also this happened mm-hmm. and uh we love it and yeah. and not only do these women have these stories of their past but we celebrate what they're doing now mm-hmm. so a lot of them have phds and a lot of them are therapists mm-hmm. some of them like we interviewed somebody who her name's Kristen casey and she dated joe walsh and she's um a sex surrogate Oh, um, sorry. Whoa. I don't know if I said that right. A surrogate partner. So, uh, well, okay. What is? Okay. <laughs> Wait. Let me just guess. What's a sex? <laughs> like a sex surrogate? Like so. Sorry. Um. So a surrogate partner. So she, um, helps people who like are in need of maybe some like social 
mm, help in ter- when it comes to sexuality mm-hmm. and um, maybe physical who like physically need some help mm-hmm. or just to how do you touch a woman how do you have a relationship with somebody oh. and she guides them through through that that's amazing right like there are just so many women with so many fascinating jobs and that's oh, awesome. we just want to talk about them but that anyway, just shows you that life. that if you have a, a gift or you have something that you want to do um there's somebody out there that's going to find value in it if you find passion in it there's somebody that's going to relate to it oh I yeah mean, that's that's incredible uh, do you want to ask the, the go back in time rock star question the answer is tom petty <laughs> just kidding i'll let you ask if you can go back real. in time and now uh, <laughs> lose your virginity to any rock star who would it be Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Really? Yeah, he's my no man. Rock. He's my guy. Oh, he's just. I have the same birthday as Tom Petty. No. Oh, that's so special. Tom Petty, Bella Lugosi, and Snoop Dogg, and me. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jealous. Mm, no. Yeah. So I can tell you, he's good peeps because people born on October twentieth are good peeps. <laughs> my um, my boyfriend's born on October second. So October babies are very. I do good. like it an counts. October baby. <laughs> Is that also, is that Libra? Yes, we are. Yeah, Libras. I like a Libra. Are you? I'm an Aquarius. Okay, that's why Aquarius mm-hmm. and Libras are soulmates of the zodiac. Okay, oh, yes. I didn't know that. That's, oh. that's why I like you so that's much. That's wicked. <laughs> yeah. So, Brie, what about? Yeah, what about you? Who's uh, your David Bowie? Mm. Bowie. I would love. Well, Lori Bowie. Lightning did lose her virginity to David Bowie. I know, and people try to give her shit for it, and yeah. she's just like, "Fuck you! I lost my virginity to David Bowie." Who did oh. And it was a great experience. To? So yeah. how about you fuck off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously, David Bowie or ooh, Jim Morrison at any stage? No, you can't take mine. You can have Jim, <laughs> and you have a fun Jim story. Oh, oh, I do. My um, I used to live with um his bodyguard. He was yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a picture I'm going to show you right now, okay? So my roommate was um he was like in his late 60s and he used to he was a he was a very tall uh, handsome black man and he had a big afro and I just loved him to pieces he woke me up every morning blasting music from his room and it was usually werewolves of thunder mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> he passed away a couple years ago but he used to tell me like yeah I was on tour with the Rolling Stones and you know all this stuff and it's so funny because I popped up a picture um, like one of those memories on Facebook or something uh, just a couple days ago and I'm like I forgot all about this picture, but um, this is him. But his name was Tony Funches. He's super cool. Do you want me to pull it up? And I think I got it right. Yeah, sorry, I'm stalling. Can I also say that Elvis... I mean, like, sometimes I just look at pictures of Elvis and I I get tingly. Uh, I think that's like... (gasps) Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. So there's yeah. there he is sitting beside Jim Morrison. There's Tony hanging out. Yeah, he's in his book and everything. So he signed it and gave me the picture. And that's so and awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, and that's my little it's, Jim it's, Morrison. You know, like thing. rock and roll is a pretty small world. Yeah. And um, like once you're kind of in it and you're a part of it as well, and you realize that like I'm not just an outsider anymore, no, just like, like watching and listening, and yeah. you know I'm a, I'm a part of this, and it's it's so mind blowing. The proximity and, to that great and the proximity just to know somebody <laughs> who has spent that significant uh, amount of time with that person mm-hmm. is it's fun. I know yeah. who I've. I mean, you guys are from Vegas, like you're pretty close to L.A. Do yeah. you do you see a lot of celebrities? Because we don't have that in Toronto. <laughs> no. We honestly don't. We, I mean, working in radio, yes. Yeah. I I still love the day, and this is one day that I missed out on because I wasn't there. But yeah. who was sitting in the break room? I I walked into the break room to like put my salad in the refrigerator, and Salt and Pepper was just sitting <laughs> in the break room, and I and um, Spinderella, and I was just like. 
oh my god how do i not fangirl over this and then another day she walks in and i was like the backstreet boys are in the conference room right now i was like i just got a picture with nick yeah she's like nick and howie got a picture with them and i was like see that's the thing when i was 10 years old i used to pray to god i would say god i would love to meet nick carter please i just like i really think that this could happen and you know what's funny and i was in university and um you could pay 50 dollars to go to nick carter's birthday party in toronto Mm -hmm. and so essentially like you know I, I laughed and I went, okay, I guess, you know, you delivered, uh, you know, 15 years <laughs> later, I guess I could do that. I didn't end up going. I didn't really care at that point in my yeah. life, but it is funny to hear that like, yeah, I mean that, that happens now. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, talking to a group of people that go somewhere and Nick Carter's in a conference room. Like yeah. that's because it was so far away yeah. from me yeah. when did I you, was did you, 10 what, years old. Would like, you yeah. say Nick Carter was your first love? Your first yeah. mu- mine too oh first yeah. musical love oh yeah. nick He's, carter was mine his, you should i wish i had i wish i had pictures of my bedroom my parents plastered in backstreet boys stir me oh. too they Backstreet were boys all and Spice over Girls. my wall george michael Ooh. Mm. in the faith before mm-hmm. he knew <laughs> before he knew his truth <laughs> just like with the guitar and the, the oh and the jeans. i mean i had a type honestly i had nick carter i had leonardo dicaprio and devon sawa and they all oh. had the same haircut and honestly <laughs> i think i had that same team beat wall too the nick team Leo. beat oh the protect team the wall. team beat i think team that was Bob that Banks. wall oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> yeah i um the i have to say though i saw the backstreet boys a few times last year because they have their residency out here they're playing like tonight or something yes oh. <laughs> and Nick Nick still looks good, but Kevin? Oh my god. I was like we I, we did an episode I had just seen him and I was like, I used to be a Nick girl, but I saw Kevin and I was like, I'll let you be my daddy if you want. Like <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he has like the man bun now and he's just like he comes out on stage and he like does he's yoga bows. He's all namaste <laughs> and I was like and he just he just looks good. I was like, Ooh, mm. your forties are doing working for you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, damn, that's so fun. Um, an interesting question, too, because, you know, we've, we've met some celebrities or some musicians and mm-hmm. stuff, and sometimes you they don't live up to your hype, and you're a little, in, you're like, they didn't impress you, or they just kind of, like, rubbed you the wrong way, or you were like, wow, they were rude, or just, I don't know, it just kind of killed your vibe with them. Did you ever meet anybody like that? Um, I remember when I was in university, and I came to toronto for a show and i didn't do that that often so i was in a like a bit of a smaller town outside of toronto so you'd have to like drive the hour and a half in and Mm -hmm. and or take the two-hour bus and so that was kind of a you know and and i'm really small town so even toronto at that time for me seemed really big and really intimidating but i made the trek and i went and um i saw this band like they're from the uk so they're called the horrors uh, yes, and so they. do you know faris badwan yeah the really tall guy the yeah. really like tall guy so yeah. i waited outside after the show to 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 meet them or to meet him and uh, i had a disposable camera and i asked if he would take a photo with me and he said no <gasps> ew yeah I think like, uh, where is it? was it just you? Was there a bunch of people? Was it was it chaotic? <gasps> what a dick! That's... There was maybe a couple of people, five people, like tops. Maybe there really weren't that many people, and uh, it was a disposable camera. Like, and I was in university, so we didn't even really have like we didn't yeah. have iPhones. Like nobody had iPhones. It was just kind of a you know. But even but even the lighting on the stage, like none of my photos turned out that night because they Aww. purposely lit the stage so people couldn't photograph them and things Aww. like that. And I was like, you're coming 
coming from the UK and you're coming to like another like yeah. another country country and you're so like no 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 I don't want it and like guess what that band's not very like I don't know guess what I don't even know who he is I um <laughs> well I mean they what maybe if they would have yeah. you know if they would have been gracious to mm-hmm. their to, their, to fans. their fans or if they wouldn't have been so like don't look at me well Caitlin nobody's looking at you anymore I yeah. guess that's what you wanted I mean, I guess I guess they've all had moments where they're proud, but it's like honestly, things like that when you just put somebody on a pedestal and you finally meet them and they just kind of brush you off or give you the cold shoulder. You're like, did you have that with Maynard? Dick, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? A lead uh, singer from, of Tool. Tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, but it was a it was a phone interview. But he was just so rude. He was just. But he's known for like giving everybody shit and just okay. being kind. Of, but I was beyond excited and nervous. Because Tool and Pussifer and yeah, Perfect Circle. All but, your, like some of your top favorite bands. Yeah, he called me. Projects. He called me from. Uh, he called me about his wine. He has his own his own wine, um, which I would have got you. But no, <laughs> <laughs> no seven deadly zins. Yeah, I was like, you know, thanks for getting up early and you know calling us and everything. He's like, it wasn't you. It was the grapes they called to. Me. like he's just such a cool. yeah okay and then every question was just like yes no it just kind of made me feel really stupid and I was just like that was the hardest interview I've ever had to give like with somebody mm-hmm. who just was refusing to just interact it's like why are you calling I've, I don't know I've been so it lucky sucked. like I I got to meet a band and a lot of times like it doesn't really translate here sometimes Canada famous it just doesn't translate over to the oh, US Mariana's Trench huge in Canada <laughs> I love them not that big out here though right exactly so I got to meet a band that my family grew up listening to and I even brought my brother along when I met the band because he's such a huge fan mm-hmm. as well that I just brought him along and I was like you can take the pictures <laughs> <laughs> and um, they totally lived up to my expectation Aww. and more oh, that's um, good with love me. It. and their bass player flirted with me a little bit so Ooh. <laughs> that was nice too I, love, I have to say I think my biggest I have two disappointments when I met Josh Todd of Buck Cherry, I was doing a meet and greet with him, and he was just such a dick. Oh my god! I've never been to a meet and greet. Ugh. Well, I was um I was working a meet and greet. It's, okay. it's a little different when you're on the working side of it. Um, actually, I didn't like when I when we had to do the meet and greet with Fallout Boy because the lead singer grabbed my ass. wasn't a fan of that one. Oh, that yikes. picture is so awkward because it's just like. <laughs> and then um the lead singer, they were this little punk like, pop punk band called Mest first time i saw them and i was a very big fan of them i was so excited to go i was 15 years old i'm so excited and then i'm hanging out by the buses afterwards because I, even at 15 i guess i had the groupie in me mm-hmm. um and i was like i'm gonna meet the lead singer i'm gonna meet tony lovato i have such a crush on him. it's gonna happen and he was like are you 18 and i was like no i'm 16 and he was like oh <laughs> and walked away mm-hmm. and i was just like <laughs> Oh. Not even a high. How are you? Yeah. Just a, like, nope. you He's like, you're not even 16. <laughs> Do you guys know um, Josh Tillman of Father John Misty? I know you. Like, I mean, I've never met him. But I like that band Father is John blowing Misty. up. Like, up. a lot of people just assume that Josh Tillman is a dick mm-hmm. because of, I guess what he sings about and maybe interviews that he's given in the past or anything like that. But when he played a show in Toronto, um, after the show, 
uh, a couple of my friends hung out with him and mm-hmm. a couple members of his band and he was one of the nicest and kindest and people Aww. just assume he's really condescending mm-hmm. or that he just he's like oh but he thinks he's better than everybody and it was like you know I like I hung out until the bar closed with him one night uh, like one on one like there was four of us I me my girlfriend that. him and the drummer at the time and it was one of the best experiences so I've been really lucky actually with the people who I really admire mm-hmm. and who really love and mm-hmm. um, yeah. so I don't have too many bad experiences no, it's, it's no. few and far it's between few and far, yeah and there are people that have just like come out of the the gate and they just blew you wet dreamers you know oh, some, some bands they're just so so gracious and you're like yeah. you know i wasn't even the biggest fan but after meeting you and getting mm-hmm. to interview i'm just joy wave they uh, were a really young blood oh yeah yeah i mean just oh and he's sexy if you weren't 19 years old, old boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we could do name dropping and everything yeah. all day. Do you have a have you ever like met a musician and you fangirled and you kind of embarrassed yourself over? I have mm-hmm. I have a good story mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well you go first and I'll think about it. <laughs> okay, I um Stone Temple Pilots played out here in what 2007, 2008. Yeah. It was their reunion tour. Stone Temple Pilots played two nights at the Palms. So I went and saw them Thursday night. I got so drunk. It was such an amazing show. Scott was still, Scott was sober at the time. I think he and Mary were still together. It was just, it was amazing. And then all of a sudden, um, the next day I had to, cause working in radio, they always make us go to these shows. And if there's a meet and greet, we have to be there to make sure that like all of our listeners are there and we get them in through the meet and greets and stuff like that. So I'm there, I'm working this panic at the disco meet and greet. I'm hungover. I'm not happy. <laughs> and then I go to, um, the coffee bean inside the palms afterwards and Dean DeLeo standing there from Stone Temple Pilots. And I was like, that's Dean DeLeo. Fuck. And then I was like, how do I react? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I start digging through my purse to like find my ticket from the night before, but I was so drunk. I didn't even know if I still had it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get his autograph. And he comes up to me and he goes, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, I can't find my car keys. And he was like, let me know if you need anything. I'm <laughs> digging for my Sharpie to ask you to sign my boobs. <laughs> I can't find my car keys. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> that's my opening line for him. Can't find my car keys. Probably just the moment of like sheer, like I'm, I'm trying to get his attention. And then it's like, mm, but he busted me. Like just going for I was him. trying to like, not get his attention. I was like just digging through my purse frantically. <laughs> Oh, oh so embarrassing i can't i can't think of a time that i fan girled out <laughs> quite like that but you know like a links would be a good person unfortunately she can't be here um oh. uh, shout out links we shout out to links. To we're going to canada yeah. we're going to canada <laughs> it's, <laughs> our, it's already it's sold, sold out <laughs> like she like she's met uh like ron wood of the rolling stones although she's Ooh. so like calm and cool and collected like Normal. we'd have to ask her if she's if she's normally i am it was just i i don't know if it was the hangover (laughs) i'm gonna blame the hangover that's what it is and it was just uh, honestly when i saw them as i was watching them i was like this is one of the best shows and i'm probably never gonna get this opportunity to see them like this again and i never got to see them like that again the next time i saw stone temple pilots chester was singing Mm -hmm. for him r.i.p to him too my god yeah (sighs) that's a that's a tough one yeah do you have anybody you ever fangirled over uh yeah i'm just trying to um when I first moved to Vegas, um, I was like 20, be real from Cypress Hill. Like Cypress Hill is in town like the weekend I moved there. And I was Ooh. like, I'm getting backstage. I'm going to roll the biggest joint you've ever seen. And I'm getting <laughs> backstage. And so I did. Um, and I was really, really excited to see him. And um, I, I walked up to him and there was like a big, massive, giant. I was like 20 years old. It was like a big five foot bong. And I was like... <laughs> 
yo what's up <laughs> and, and he's like what's up you know and i was like uh there's just like a pile of of groupies in the corner you know just everybody was just like whoa and i was like uh you know i like the show it was cool he's like yeah and he's like you want to hit this like looked at me like Pfft. he's like don't hurt yourself i was like all right I'm gonna. so that was me trying to impress myself and i did i was i was like yeah okay oh my god <laughs> and i walked away and afterwards he's like yo you want to come back to the hotel room and i was like i saw like a there was probably like 10 girls they were bringing them all back i was like no nah, i'm good <laughs> so it was a little bit of you like should have gone fangirling but also a I little think you made the right choice <laughs> you know, also a little disappointment of like i don't you know i'm not, I'm not gonna get in line if it was just me <laughs> i'd be there but i was I'm like i'm not gonna get in line yeah, yeah. i was like all no. right you know so i forgot uh, about that one that's fun <laughs> speaking of groupies and stuff like i love that you girls are bringing these women to light and you're trying to just as pamela is like in the stigma around the word groupie i just I, I i think people just don't understand really what a groupie is well i think it's just women shaming if people oh yeah if people really think is. it's a bad thing you know well, like even- like not to um, shame post malone but in his song he's like i feel, feel like it's kind of derogatory he's like your girlfriend's just a groupie she's just trying to get in singing i'm with the band and i'm like yeah so what <laughs> like yeah not to, not to shame post i mean malone, i actually like him but it's interesting to look at it from a historical context yeah. and be like when did it start when did the Mary word Magdalene. pop up for the first time and yeah. then where did people start to change their tune or yeah. have this image so that's that's been a really fun process is taking it from like the 50s and even before that in the 60s 70s 80s you know 80s was an interesting time for that kind of thing as yeah. in terms of like you know what was happening with like musicians and like, like debauchery what, and, and what things like that and then bringing it into women? the me too time you know yeah. like even when we started three years ago the me too movement hadn't started yet so mm-hmm. we've been having a lot of conversations based on you know okay let's talk about Lori Lightning being 13 years old when she lost her virginity to David Bowie and so it's not shying away from these things but I think ultimately it's just like these women for the most part weren't exploited and the reason why I'm saying that is because that's what they've said and that's who we care about perspective right so there's been a lot of people looking onto them and then trying to project like their experience of they were this they had this happen to them poor them when or people who wish that they could have done that or even like you know men sometimes when you look at guys who like all they can you know the front row Joe that Mm -hmm. you know all they can do is ask for the autograph and if they could like maybe they would want to like sleep with the rock star you know and maybe because of jealousy then they look at the people who can do it and they go well they're just this or they're just that Mm -hmm. or whatever but we were curious to talk about to talk to the women in the 60s in the like from you know who were groupies in the 60s groupies in the 70s Mm -hmm. groupies in the 80s groupies in the 90s modern groupies and hear from them did you feel exploited did you have fun did you do things that you wanted to do would you change your mind would you do it over again so we've done an episode on Lori lightning but i'd love to talk to her and go over this again now the me too movement do do you change your mind do you feel differently about what has happened and you know what's interesting is actually i think i read an interview with her after because people started exploiting her after me too she's like you were 13 and she was just kind of like yeah but he didn't know that and or like i put myself there yeah, or like yeah. i just he that's what that. i wanted to it's what she wanted and, to do yeah um I, yeah I, I i look at it as kind of I, I hate to say it was a different time, but it really was it a was. different time. Like, wasn't Priscilla Presley like fourteen when she met Elvis? But they didn't, um, they didn't actually uh, do anything until she was of legal age. Okay, wow. Because okay. yeah. I we I only found that out recently when the, with the whole Jerry Lee Lewis didn't he pass? He just passed away. He just yeah. passed away, and 
um the 13 year old cousin he married yeah that's been a long like that's people have known that for a really long time and that was never really okay yeah but i think that a lot of things sort of just got you know like yeah jimmy page notoriously liked young women young girls yeah and um pamela talks about all of that in her mm-hmm. books and you know like oh. and um, morgana welch has stuff to say about that too and I'm, I'm curious from their perspectives so it's always just going in saying we're not laying judgment you yeah. know we're not we're not saying this is good this is bad this is wrong this is right let's explore it let's have a conversation about it but ultimately we're celebrating women who went after went went after what and who they wanted Mm -hmm. they didn't make apologies for it Mm -hmm. they were sexually liberated yeah they had a great time they fucked Mick Jagger they fucked (laughs) Jimmy Page they fucked Elvis jealous yes hello (laughs) you got stories girl like yeah I mean we've got a woman downstairs right now (laughs) that we're gonna go see who fucked Mick Jagger yeah and And Jimmy Jimmy Page how do you become that one woman who got that rock star's attention that a billion people want his attention and you got it mm-hmm. that's why you're a groupie it, you're, and you're that's about why to it meet Pamela and you'll understand how she gets everybody's attention oh. yeah it's just, it's just the light it's an energy surra- it's an energy it's, it's her light and I mean she's gorgeous, gorgeous. she's in her she is yeah. the most physically beautiful woman woman yes. but just her heart her insides like she mm. Even like I can't wait to meet Dave her. Navarro tried to get with her when wow. he was young and she was much older than him. That's hot. I know. I was like, I would go after Dave Navarro too. Oh. Like, <laughs> well, well, listen. I know we had a lot of fun things that yeah. we wanted to get to, but there are things happening here yes. in Vegas, and we just wanted to like collaborate with you. I have a quick little uh, trivia game that yes. I put together with a few different songs Ooh. and who inspired the song. Oh, amazing! You guys ready? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Since I know, I'm going to throw it out there. New and older songs. All right. Uh, let's okay. do do a little vintage one for you. Carly Simon's You're So Vain. I thought that was never been proven who it was about. She confirmed. It could I have know. been one of three guys, okay. but she confirmed one. Go. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Interesting. He even said, you know that song's about me. Like, oh, Mick Jagger sings backup vocals on the song, so a lot of people thought for a really long time that it was Mick Jagger. Uh-huh. But no, he sings backup vocals. And uh-huh. um, okay. but it was Warren Beatty. Of course. I do it. Okay, here we go. Uh Courtney loves Violet. Billy Corgan. Yes. Go on, take a Nice one. Yes. Okay. Um, Gwen Stefani's Hollaback Girl. Courtney Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because yes. um, uh, Courtney Love, because Gwen was like, you know, my whole album is very cheerleader and pumpy and poppy, and I need like a... I need a sassy song. So she says, I'm going to take what Courtney Love threw some shade at me. She said, Courtney Love said, being famous is just like being in high school, but I'm not interested in being the cheerleader. I'm not interested in being the Gwen Stefani. She's the cheerleader and I'm out in the smoker shed. <laughs> Courtney Love has something to say about everybody. Like her and Kathleen Hanna, I thought they were friends, but they actually hate each other, which I find strange since they were, since Kurt was good friends with Kathleen Hanna too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think because uh, also because she was talking about how she used to, fuck, fuck gavin. gavin so well, yeah which we don't know if that's yeah. true or not <laughs> okay um all right uh foo fighters i'll stick around i love that song and i love the foo fighters mm-hmm. was it like for taylor hawkins it was for courtney love sorry oh, there was a yeah. courtney love trio tying <laughs> triangle there i nice. was gonna say i know he has a few songs he wrote about courtney that weren't very flattering towards her yeah, yeah. that's true yes. yeah. yeah i think times like these is and maybe for taylor it was like mm. And then Hero was about Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. Kurt. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one was kind of interesting. 311's Nick Hexum song, Amber. 
Whoa. I don't know who that band is. Amber is the, the color, color of my energy. energy. I have no idea. Lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole Scherzer. Really? <laughs> they had a thing and that was... Interesting. Yeah, that was his... Uh, you just blew my boo. mind with that knowledge. That was a weird one to me. I didn't even know they were dating. <laughs> do you guys like Harry Styles? Uh, yeah, he's cute. So I, I do love <laughs> Harry Styles and I really, really like his his album that he put out yes. and then there's the song where there's a song where he goes she said she's gonna be an angel just you wait and see mm-hmm. and i don't think it's like publicly that it's out but i'm pretty sure he's talking about um kendall jenner oh. because they dated and then she was a victoria's secret angel oh. so like sometimes you think about like women like that you know nicole mm-hmm. uh-huh. from the pussycat dolls yeah. her last like, name is impossible and you know <laughs> like kendall jenner and you're kind of like they're muses yeah <laughs> kim kardashian's a muse oh, <laughs> like somewhere they are they are 100 yes. yeah have you heard that uh well, Kanye has that latest, like, you're such a fucking hoe. Mm-hmm. I love it. Is that about Amber Rose? I oh, think no, it's, it's about, about him. him. <laughs> well, he's written about Amber Rose, too. Uh, I love Amber fuck, Rose. I like a fuck. I like a quick fuck. That's okay. the thing now. We can take, like, hoe. We can take slap. We can take all that stuff. And it's just, like, it's not a, it's it's not not a negative a, thing. No, man. it's not a negative Same thing. in a fun way. Depends. Yeah. It depends on the context. Depends on who's saying it. Yeah. Uh, la- last one, because I thought this was just random and interesting. Uh, Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. She's an actress. They dated, and it's she, not she Ione Sky. Nope, nope. She has a family. That's a good guess. She's a, she's yeah. a family of actors. Arquette. A, yes. Patricia yeah. Arquette. Rosanna. 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 Oh. Um, she also the song. Um, is it Toto's? Toto's. Rosanna. Rosanna. They said they I want to do in the middle yeah. of the night Rosanna. is hold you tight. Rosanna. Yeah, I love the Arquettes. I I love the Arquettes. In Your Eyes was about her. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that one. But yeah, I just, I figured I'd throw in a fun little uh, trivia. Oh man, I was nervous. Because I was like, oh, what if I fuck this up? Um, Then I got, I love Courtney Love. So she's a fucking So that's Lynx's expertise there. So I'm glad you were there. I'm a big Courtney Love expertise too. So I mean, obviously you date musicians. I don't know if you're boyfriend currently is one that's but. funny i date i all i always dated musicians the first guy that i ever dated lived with loved all that stuff was in my brother's band oh, okay. <laughs> and right. yeah, yeah. I, i've been a musician chaser myself um so in mary forsberg wyland's book she talks about seeing scott wyland perform for the first time and states moments before scott came out i had i started to feel afraid what if the love of my life turned out to be awful have you ever had that moment with any of the musicians you dated or do you tend to like see their band first and like then be like hey what's up <laughs> it's gone both ways i've definitely approached guys after shows mm-hmm. and said hi mm-hmm. i'm gonna buy your cd oh <laughs> i oh i don't have enough money i only have this elvis keychain do you want to trade and you know yeah. it kind of goes from there um and then I think, you know, when I was living in a town that was, it, you could throw a rock and you'd hit a musician. They were just all musicians anyways. Mm-hmm. I remember this, I was, I was thinking about this story and I don't think I've ever told it on our podcast or anything like that. Um, I went on, on a news. date with, <laughs> with a, with a musician in Peterborough, which is the small town outside of Toronto. That's mm-hmm. full of musicians, but another musician in that town 
got wind that we were going out on a date and he liked me so he found out where we were meeting and he brought his guitar and he he followed us and serenaded our entire date (laughs) what i love that and then we just ended up having this we we all ended up going back to my house (laughs) and just had like a a party on our front porch and everybody stopped by and it just ended up being fun and silly but like yeah that's what i loved that that story my um my partner and you know future husband now is a filmmaker so so you definitely he works in yeah but what's wonderful about this guy now is that he has like none of the ego of any Mm -hmm. musician i've ever met and he's just genuinely really curious about the creation process and you know okay yeah yeah developing film like running workshops but he's also really handy he can build Mm -hmm. things oh yeah he can change a tire like he's he's um (laughs) he's a wonderful mix of all of that and he you know like I asked him to like break out the guitar like I want to tune it just to practice a little bit and he can play the guitar like so he can you know he's he kind of can do everything but he's not out there like kind of pursuing the musician and rock star and now that we've gone through the you know all of these relationships and all of these stories and a while a part of me thinks like oh it would be so fun to be doing the backstage thing every night and to be doing the thing it's like really that's not what I want and we've really taken everybody off their pedestals and things and just gotten to the real story of what it is like to date a musician and a famous musician Mm -hmm. at that and um i I love my situation right now (laughs) i i like that she said that she she opened up she shared a little bit about i know your uh your listeners don't get a much of your personal Mm -hmm. life but Mm -hmm. since you did open that up again one of our favorite questions we like to know is the oh yeah, yeah. yeah yeah ask her that one okay okay I will say this though on on that question though I do have mm-hmm. a story about that mm-hmm. question. Um, I I I have always been the type to like go after the band after I've seen them perform. Mm-hmm. But with my ex boyfriend, I had never seen him do stand up because he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. I had never seen him do stand up. And then about a month into us dating, I was like, I went to go see him, and I was like, Holy fuck! What if he's terrible? <laughs> like it really freaked me out. I, like I remember going to MJ and I was like, I've never watched his YouTube videos. I don't know anything about him. Tell me if he's funny. <laughs> like I really had a huge panic attack. Was over he good? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's I he has a swag. <laughs> I try not to give him props because we're still mad at him. We're so. mad at him, but he is. Um, he is. He um, does. He he is. He he's, he's good. Professional. Yeah. I went through thing. a six month period where I did date a few comedians, mm-hmm. maybe three. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. <laughs> mm, nope they're even they're worse nope. than musicians yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. we can say it it's okay um so yeah because you you are you have opened the uh opened up a little bit so um what is something this is this is something that we love to ask what is something that your partner does non-sexually that just like turns you on that you're like hey baby like <laughs> like washing the dishes when you didn't ask them to or, you know? so today yeah i I sent him a picture beside like of the Bellagio pool mm-hmm. and he was like, that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm brushing the cat. Oh. <laughs> and, yes. is, and the thing is, is that he's my cat that I brought into the relationship. Yeah. He's an 11 year old cat mm-hmm. and like we live together. And so just to think of him at home and he loves to brush the cat. Oh. And so just thinking of him at home, just like happy and calm oh. and just brushing my floof. I'm just, that sounded dirty. That sounded oh. dirty, but oh. I just, I fell in love with him more oh. in that moment. And plus he wasn't like, oh, you're the Bellagio. Well, enjoy. 
I'm no. pressing her face. Yeah, so yeah like it was so just happy like, for me, just but also like, great, I just gave the floof a brush. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I got to give it up to MJ's husband too because he's very like, you guys want to go on a road trip? Okay, cool. You know, he's so supportive. Yeah, he's yep. so supportive, and he's like, we call I call him the sugar daddy of our podcast because yeah. <laughs> he's just a, like the angel investor. <laughs> yeah, Aww. he is. He's so supportive of like of, of MJ, and he's just supportive of us too. And it's just it's fabulous it is yeah, yeah. but I, I always think that's charming to see yeah. like what you see in people that because yeah. uh, people you know sometimes people don't have the confidence to think well maybe I'm not sexy or maybe I'm not yeah. cool maybe there's a guy out there that's just like I don't know how it's like just be yourself and yeah. show that you're authentic and, su- and sweet and genuine kindness is one of the sexiest things or just being mm-hmm. Uh, you know yeah. to me i think but with the, with the guy know. i've been dating on and off now like one of the sexiest things he's ever did we have not had sex yet but one of the sexiest things he does he's done to me is a, on one of our dates i was talking about something and i was like man sometimes i just you know i just wish my brain felt normal and he kissed me on the top of my head and he looked me in the eye and he said never let anybody tell you that you're not normal and i was just like Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like that was one of the hottest things ever and he it wasn't even anything i was just like oh oh you yeah. mean like emotional intelligence yeah yeah that's yeah. sexy oh. yeah emotional oh, yeah. intelligence when you, when you in a man a is sexy 100 percent. oh yeah yeah oh yeah awesome well we got a pool party at the plaza <laughs> this has been amazing this has been so much fun thank we you can probably so much talk forever and ever we will we next can. time come and visit us and then yes. we'll like look at the our inputs you know that needs one more jack it needs one more mm-hmm. we need a links here i got six here we need her to yeah, we're missing close the our circle we're missing so, it. we are well um it was incredible meeting you yes. um please let's 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 throw out all the socials before we go we are at keeping it casual podcast.com on instagram keeping it casual podcast yes yes come Uh, find us facebook twitter uh i'm mj radio diva anywhere at brie mixed anywhere great uh we're on instagram we're at muses podcast Mm -hmm. yes um musespod.com and shanti and links okay at twitter When when do you guys drop your uh how do you spell shanti C-H-A-N-T-Y. Yeah. And links. L-Y-N-X. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, right. Our episodes come out every second Thursday, but with our Patreon, that's going to be launching. Um, If you want more, then you're going to get a bonus episode in between those weeks. Love it. Love it all. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Patreon's already sold out for them. We look forward. (laughs) Thank you for collaborating with us on this episode. We're so excited to share, uh, share your show with our listeners and same and meet yours. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. 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 Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. 
New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.